I made notes about 15 minutes ago. All right. Well, that's good. That's that's your usual prep time. So uh, <laughs> uh, I'm happy that you prepared for our this. <laughs> so this is episode two of top four. Top four. We're spelling out the four, right? It makes it easier. F O U R. That is how it's spelled. Yeah. Is that how? Are Do we you want to add an e? Because a lot of people used to take out vowels. Now we could just like add a whole bunch. <laughs> is that the French spelling? Yeah. <laughs> it's web web four is adding vowels. <laughs> exactly. More vowels. Yeah. Well, the French are taking over. You know. We. Oui. That's yes in French. Oh. <laughs> so, this is the show where we. Uh, BS for like an hour about cool. our, our top four picks for something. And this week I picked the topic. Um, the topic is favorite TV series. So are you ready for this? <laughs> that was amazing. Um, so I'm curious. I think we're going to have a lot of overlap here, but I yeah. think our, our ordering might be different. Yeah, I think that that's why we're going to have actually something to talk about because we have been together for 12, almost 13 years now. So we have had 13 years of TV series watching together, which is what we normally watch. We don't watch movies. We watch TV series. We always have pretty much. And you much. say TV. TV, yep. You emphasize the T. Yep, I watch the TV. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we're going to have a lot of overlap, but I think it's going to be interesting because I think I have some surprises for you. Interesting. So we'll see. I have, I made a big short list. <laughs> it's how, not, it's not so how, short. What does that mean? <laughs> um, all right. Well, uh, okay. So on my short list, which, uh, I believe might be a Mike Hurley term. I'm not sure. I think the word short list has been around for longer than Mike Hurley has been around. Well, I'm going to give it to Mike Hurley because okay. he's awesome. That's fair. So short list is yours now, Mike. And um, so do you want me to just read off the series that I have listed on my short list here before we get into what our actual top fours are? Yeah, sure. All right. Let's see. I got The Wire, Six Feet Under, The Office American, The Office uh, UK, Breaking Bad, Freaks and Geeks, Arrested Development, Coupling, Parks and Recreation, Orange is the New Black, Walking Dead, House of Cards, Ally McBeal, Downton Abbey, The pre- the the uh, the paradise dexter the tutors and mad men wow yeah so that was my short list of <laughs> what i was picking from but what's on the long list uh everything else <laughs> <laughs> so um a lot of them i eliminated first off because they aren't finished yet or i haven't seen the final season yet like uh, parks and rec so i haven't seen the final season of parks and rec so i don't think i can put it on my list yet even fair. though I might end up seeing that next week and have it on my list. So we'll see. But do you have a short list? I have like five things on here because I couldn't think of many in the last 15 minutes. You will. Do you want to look at my list and, and we could pause and then take a minute and you can sip some tea no. and <laughs> decide? I, I think, I, uh, no, I think we should keep going because <laughs> okay. uh, that's the spirit of the show is, is this is a natural, <clears throat> you know, show. Um, so, I think one thing that you had on your list that I didn't have on my list and now I'm reconsidering is The Office. And you had both the UK and the US, right? I have it on my short list, but if you want to know my... Uh, wait, which direction do we go with um, our top four? Well, number one should be the best. So should we talk about that first or last? Um, let's go first. First? Yeah. 
And then we're just like going down to like the crap town. Yeah, these are all good shows. I mean, are you well it, for the for the purpose of right now? I mean, are you? I don't think either of the offices is going to be your number one, is it? Actually, it is. American Office is my number one favorite TV series. Wow. Are you shocked and awed? I yeah, actually, I I, I would say it would be in my top five. Um, but I'm not sure I would put it that high up in fact i definitely wouldn't put it number one i'm gonna tell you why it's my number one over everything else because first of all i have rewatched it many times and every time i rewatch it i enjoy it it makes me happy and another thing they have i love the characters on it and throughout the whole series even when i was watching it more um, on time i guess when i wasn't just rewatching it and i didn't really like certain seasons all together as a whole it works really well and the, each character, even though they're super silly sometimes, they really develop into real characters with depth and and lives and pers- and you care about them very much. And they're dynamic, even though it's a comedy. And it's it started off as a kind of shallow comedy, but it, it just it just grew into this wonderful thing that felt like a little family and i cry like crazy whenever michael leaves <laughs> yeah. i cry like crazy when he proposes to holly yeah. i cry at the end when dwight and angela get married i cry every time jim and pam have like their things together like during their wedding the proposal everything like so, so many spoiler alerts by the way yeah spoiler <laughs> bell dong whatever <laughs> spoiler dongle that's not it <laughs> it's the spoiler dong that's not no it's not that wow (laughs) just okay anyway so uh, i just uh, for a comedy to make me feel that much is great and to make me laugh as much as it does and every time i rewatch it i find something new that's funny or i forgot one of like the little jokes here and there which i i love that that it still stays rich for me and interesting um and it's just kind of like a it's kind of like a what's that called when someone has like um a security blanket i feel like the office is kind of like my my cozy security blanket of comedy and fun and so that's why it's my number one that's interesting see because as soon as you mentioned it on your on your short long list uh your long short list as soon as you mentioned it i i thought oh i gotta put that in my top five for sure maybe not my top four we'll see but it's gotta be in my top five because I, I share a lot of a lot of that with you of like you know looking back on it when as it was running, I never thought this is the best show ever. I thought this is a good show. Yeah, exactly. And, and as I as I with you have rewatched it over the years, uh, and and a, you know as the show went through and eventually after probably a little bit too long ended, um, you know, and there were definitely like some some low point seasons. Um, th- th- there were a lot of a lot of like dud episodes that were just kind of dumb or dud segments within episodes. And, but they were dud episodes. I feel like a lot of the other series that I have on here, some of them, I just wish certain seasons wouldn't even exist. Like, let me give you an example for, um, uh, something that actually didn't make my list, which is arrested development, which I loved arrested development when it was new. I find it, I've rewatched it a whole bunch of times and the more I rewatch it, the less funny I find it to be which is makes me sad so i've almost kind of stopped rewatching it so it remains <laughs> funny in my mind yeah that's good and then 
um, rewatch uh, seeing that final season on Netflix or whatever that was oh, trying that was, to be. Yeah, we didn't even kind of that. ruins it for me. Like that, seeing even like the first like five episodes of that that we tried to watch, kind of wrecked stuff for me. And I feel like that that I wish that never was there. And so that got that's why it, it got booted out of my top four completely see i i have it as somewhere around number two and i and and i that's soft that, that's not like a firm commitment there but wow you have that up in your top four i do but to me arrested development i i haven't had the same problem as you of like thinking it's less funny over time but i haven't really rewatched it so maybe, yeah, maybe you're that's not why. as much of a rewatcher if i'm like rewatching the office marco will come in and he'll sit down and watch an episode and then he'll be like all right let's watch one more Oh, okay. Let's watch one more. (laughs) Sorry. It's funny. He totally ends up being a rewatcher with me. So even though he's not really a, I'm going to put this on and watch it to veg out. He's not that type of person. No, but, but I I think you're right though, that, uh, you know, obviously I think anybody considering Arrested Development needs to totally pretend like season four, which was the Netflix season just didn't exist. Just that, that was never there. That was, that was a fluke. It was, you know, that did that doesn't exist. Like even even worse so than the people who pretend the Star Wars prequels didn't exist. Like definitely, like the Star Wars prequels, you'd be like, well, they kind of use Arrested Development. No, season four, there was no season four. Period. Um, I think Arrested Development started getting bad during season three, and that that is somewhat that was somewhat controversial. But I am very sensitive to when the writing of a show starts to get a little bit flatter where like the characters start to become kind of like more like exaggerations or caricatures of themselves rather than like doing things that are more true to them and it gets a little bit stupid yeah and it's, I think, it's when they stop acting like themselves yeah when they when they do things that are blatantly out of the character that they spent so much time building is when it's jarring and it makes me angry right and usually it takes the form of people becoming more extreme in some way usually like you know in comedies is everyone kind of just gets like stupider and and uh and like i think what what made the office so good is that the characters went in the opposite direction that you know with the office over it, it started out as this kind of stupid show that where, where the characters were kind of flat and then over time they developed them into very well-rounded characters because that's more like people in real life people in real life are not usually these extreme characters um but with with arrested development i thought Seasons one and two were were pretty solid, uh, and then season three of the original series, this is, you know, before Netflix, season three I thought was getting stupid, and so I I'm one of the very few people who thinks that it was canceled at the right time, because imagine if if it hadn't been canceled, and if Arrested Development had had kept going on its original path, you know, not the stupid Netflix one, but kept going on its original path and made like two or three or four more seasons like that. I think it would have gotten really dumb and the writers would have gotten really worn out and we would have we would have seen the results of that. I'm totally on that yacht with you. I mean, I, I, <laughs> I agree that it was canceled at the right time. I do. Yeah. And, and I would say the same thing uh, about The Wire. And, and I will. I will. Let's spoil talk about right The now. Wire. Let's just ooze yeah. right into that. Where's The Wire for you, Mr. Arment? Number one. I thought so. It's my number two. That's. Yeah. Well, because, you yeah, the office. I mean, no no part of the office to me ever gets as good as the wire to the in the in the way that i say like damn that's so good like you like after like a particularly good episode of the wire like oh man that's so good you like the office the, ne- wire- the office never got there for me the office is more like it's more like the everyday lunch deli it's like you it's you can count on it being 
good. Never like totally stunning, amazing, but it's consistently good and it makes you feel good. Whereas The Wire, you know, and, and you know, all, all like the more serious dramas are more like this. Like Breaking Bad is like this too, uh, where like, you know, it's just because of the nature of the kind of show it is, it's going to be emotionally kind of more severe. The highs are going to be higher, the lows are going to be lower. It's going to just be like a, a bigger roller coaster ride than something like The Office. But I think that gives it the potential to really, to really like be amazing during the good parts. And The Wire, I think overall, is so good. And I will say though, you know, similar to Arrested Development season three, I think The Wire season five was dramatically less good than the previous four seasons. Um, but it was still really good. It was. Mm, I w- I'm not sure. I would say I think really it, good. It, it rounded it out though. I loved having all the different aspects of it. Okay, I know what you're talking about. Okay, spoiler dong happening, whatever. But <laughs> what does that sound? What would that sound like? <laughs> I already showed you the sound, which yeah, okay. I'm not doing it again. Um, so <laughs> it, it, I know the whole crazy thing with McNulty. Again, what we said, getting out of character, going right. to the extreme. That's what ruins things. But if I kind of kind of forget about the mcnulty storyline going out even though that was like the main part of season five in the wire if you just focus on the the spinning in the newspaper and how the journalists are affected in the whole ecosystem of the wire i guess like you're going through each part of it and showing it's just kind of putting a microscope to it i think that that needed to happen but it was the mcnulty crazy bum killing storyline that really ruined it for the wire yeah like that that to me i mean that that is mostly my problem with season five is that storyline uh mcnulty and lester like that 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 was really like grossly out of character for them and i don't think and they tried to write it in uh, you know the in in ways that would that would allegedly make sense but i don't think they succeeded and and i think you know i think maybe what happened you know david simon the the creator of the wire uh, he he had his background in newspaper reporting in Baltimore, and it almost like when somebody has like a personal axe to grind in in this kind of medium, it, you, the the quality or the result usually suffers. And I think maybe this was David Simon like finally getting his time to tell to like grind some axes about his newspaper background, even though and and I I think that might have clouded his judgment a little bit in like what makes for a good story for the wire. And what these characters really would and should be doing, you know, like maybe maybe he he so badly wanted to grind those axes that they clouded his judgment. Is what I'm saying. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. but I mean, The Wire can't be my number one because it is such a downer. Like I can't just pop on an episode of The Wire and be like, oh, let me just cuddle up to this. It's not boogie. <laughs> I I like it a lot. I mean, I agree. It's oh, not I love like, it. I love it too. When we, we're looking forward to rewatching the remaster, right? Yeah, Is that yeah what the HD we're version. We haven't watched see? it yet. Yeah, so we're gonna. Re- How many times have we seen The Wire together? Uh, something like two and a half all the way through. Yeah, something like that. Three. Yeah, we every once in a while we just get that bug to to watch The Wire, and it is it is just so. It's wonderful. It's. I just can't even put words to why it's so good. It's just one of those things that you have to tell everybody. If you haven't seen The Wire, please watch The Wire. But please watch the first episode like six times because you're going to fall asleep. Every time you're totally going to fall asleep through the first episode because it's so dense and there's so much happening. And then when you rewatch it, you'll understand why the first episode is so dense. But 
if you're watching it for the first time, just plow on through. Just get there and you will be hooked. Yep. Same deal when season two starts. At the beginning of season two, you're like, I don't know these people. Why are they on a docks? I don't care about this. Who yeah, the heck is that Yeah, they changed everything. Kid? Everything's ruined. Who yeah. are these? No, I know nobody but, now. Yeah, it all ties together eventually. It's worth it. Stick through it. You'll see. The first time watching it, I didn't even get hooked until the uh, Dead Girls in the Container because it was kind of like a... Um, it made me think of like a, a, a crazy Law and Order episode. Well, because you were—I mean, I was—I was, I was <laughs> watching, was watching season it. one, and you were kind of nearby, living with me at the time, but mm-hmm. you weren't paying attention. You'd like, you know, you'd walk through the room and and see five minutes in our one room. We had like one room. Y- yeah, well, we had two rooms, and you'd walk through the other one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so. And and then what hooked you was Omar in the courtroom in season two. Yeah, that was that was amazing. And that was so funny. We went back and and started over again for you. I had already seen, I think, all of it at that point. Uh, no, you. That was your first. Oh, that you're was right. Your first watch. Yeah. Then we went back. Yeah. But you went back for me to watch the first season, and then we both caught up together, and we both finished that's it together. Right. Yeah, that's right. Because you're you're a gentleman. Oh, uh, naturally. Yeah, I, I restarted the wire for you. That's the, that's our romance right there. Oh, <laughs> Restarting yeah. TV shows together when one person says, "I don't want to watch that," and then they get hooked, and then they're like, <laughs> "Okay, I'll watch that." That's how you watch the Tudors too. That's true. You really gonna want to watch it, but we're like, "Okay, I want to watch it." Yeah. But, yep. Yeah, and and so with the wire, I I think uh, one of the downsides of it is that I used to love cop shows before The Wire. I love cop shows. Now The Wire has totally ruined all other cop shows. Hey, we watch uh, White Collar, but that's like... That's true. Yeah, White Collar... That's like eating chips and candy. Like, it's like, it's trash. It's so great. White Collar is like, it's ice cream in TV form. Like, it it is ice cream on TV, basically. And it's indulgent, and it's stupid, and it's not very healthy, but we enjoy it. It makes you smile. Exactly. And, and I like, you know, before The Wire, I was really into like Law and Order and like like, like the more serious cop shows. But do, do, The do, Wire. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but but like The Wire is so much better than any other serious cop show I've ever seen. And it makes the other ones just seem so stupid by comparison. Like not even they don't just seem bad. They actually seem stupid by comparison yeah i agree and so now i think i can only watch shows like white collar which are intended to be stupid presented as stupid and kind of tongue-in-cheek about how stupid they are yeah yeah white like I, I think good. i think white collar knows how stupid it is and, oh it totally and it doesn't does. try to hide it and i appreciate that white collar yeah <laughs> all right so let's take our first sponsor break our first sponsor this week is white collar <laughs> our first sponsor is Law and Order SVU. That we just said was horrible. Please never watch it. No, I watched so many episodes. I watched so much of that, but The Wire ruined it. And I'll tell you what, I've like, have you seen one recently? Um, I try to, but it's just they're so quick to like solve a case and everything. Yeah, it's it's the same formula every episode. Oh yeah, especially SVU. It's like it's it's very formulaic. It's yeah, that show. If if you see one recently, it does not hold up at all. Anyway, let's move on because um, I right. want to talk about another another series that has the heavy part of it that makes it that keeps it from my number one, which I believe you would think it would have been my number one. Is it underground? It is six feet underground, uh-huh. actually, to yeah. be precise. But yeah, six feet under was previously my number one favorite TV series ever, but in recent years, um, I haven't. I used to rewatch it at least once a year. 
since the first time I saw it, which was like right after college um, in Marco's Pittsburgh apartment. We were, uh, it's like what, 2000, who knows? Four or five. I graduated in 2005. So yeah, 2005. And um, so it used to be my favorite. I loved it. I loved all the characters. I loved the uh, structure of it. I thought it was so original. I really loved the kind of absurdist, like taking you out of the action to these quirky little not dream sequences, but yeah, I guess they kind of were like, like um, hallucinations. Yeah. Hallucinations of the characters that kind of added depth to who they were. But it, it, I just, everything about that show just spoke to my, I don't know, inner theater nerd. Maybe that's what it was, but it was, it was fantastic. And I loved watching it. And now I think in our life as, as we've gotten older, a lot of the themes are way too heavy for me. Like I feel like some of them are a little bit too personal. Like, and I just, I can't watch them anymore in the same lighthearted carefreeness that I used to watch them. And yeah, it just, it's too much for me. I I think about wanting to put on again and, and watch it, but I'm just never in that mindset that I want to feel that bad. So, so I guess I like the wire because thank God, like we are, we're pretty removed from the reality of the wire, even though it is very much a reality for many, many people. Um, but I think six feet under is a reality also for a lot of people. And, um, yeah, I still have it on my list as number three because it's so fantastic and I did love it for such a long time, but it is down, it is down two slots. Yeah. That, I, I think that, you know, there, there's a number of factors going into that. I, I, first of all, I agree. It's a fantastic show. And it was, it was in my list of like top five that I should, that I'm considering. Uh, but, you know, you have to think about at the time it came out, like when it came out in the early 2000s, there, there were no dramas like that, really. Like, no, now, there was nothing like that. Like now we have so many of these, like, HBO slash Showtime premium dramas with like a lot of heavy themes and death and maturity and everything like now those dramas have become dime a dozen. And so it, it back then it was it was such a like shocker like, whoa, this is so deep. This is so heavy. It's so real. Yeah, it felt really real. And it, it was really it was very original for for its time. And now you know it's it's so easy to to uh, minimize that now or or it's less significant now because we have so many other shows like that and you know and and the heavy stuff i you're right like i think as you get older as you go through like you know growing up getting a job having kids having like you know getting having parents that are getting older and all, all sorts of like crazy stuff like if you're watching all a lot, sorts of life stuff, yeah, all sorts of life stuff, having relationships, especially people who who have relationships that, that that don't go well or have problems in the same way that these characters are having problems, like I think that can very quickly become, as you said, like something that you like you're just never up for experiencing that again. Like if given the choice between burdening yourself with that emotionally for for an evening or watching white collar and eating ice cream, I think or watching The Office again, right. 
I, I, I think watching White Collar and eating ice cream is going to win every time. Every time. You know, it's it's like it, like aspirationally. It's it's like how like Netflix put out this thing forever ago. I, I don't know, but it's like you know, people always like add these heavy Oscar movies to their to their queue to watch. I can never watch those Oscar movies. I just yeah. can't. And they never. It's watch just them. like I can't listen to like depressing grunge albums anymore because yeah. I I can't listen. I can't do it. I'm sorry. You know, uh, live. You're over for me. <laughs> live. <laughs> Does anybody listen to live anymore? <laughs> Lightning crashes, Marco. Oh my god! But like, I I think I think that maybe that's just like an old person thing. You know, like like as Are we, we old people now, if, we're like thirty. The, we're I'm thirty three, right? Or am I thirty four? You're thirty three. I'm thirty three, right? And and so I, I you know we we have a house, we have a kid, we have a dog. You know, like we spent today at a party at our child's preschool. So I think that makes us old people. And, uh, you know, one, like it gets to a point, I think, where you're just not in the mood for that drama. Like even when Breaking Bad was happening, we watched that basically one season delayed. We were watching it all on Netflix and stuff. And um, and we would watch it and like we'd watch like one episode and that show is so heavy that even like after one episode, yeah, after, I'd be like, I, I don't want to watch another one tonight. Yeah, you couldn't watch it. I wanted to watch another one, but you yeah. could not. But I was it. like, I was like, I'm like, it's so heavy. I'm so down and stressed out right now. Can we just like watch White Collar now and go to bed? Like, <laughs> like it, it, it was so I, I just couldn't take it. And and Breaking Bad, I think, is an excellent show that I have. I have that as my, you know, in my top five to consider as well. But uh, I haven't rewatched it yet. So it's a little early to say. Yeah, I've rewatched it. And it didn't make my top five. It didn't even make my three-way tie for fifth. Yeah. But I still really, really like it. And I think it's a fantastic series. And I wish I kind of had room for it in my top five. It might <laughs> it might be, maybe it's next to Six Feet Under. Because, you know, they're kind of in the same boat where I can't really rewatch them more than I already have now. Kind of, kind of burnt out. That's fair. So... What other ones do you have? Have we have we well, talked I'm, about I'm, all of your top four now? No, we, that was just number three. We just talked about Six Feet Under. And okay. my final one, Yeah, are you ready for this? I am. It is Mad Men. I forgot Did you Mad forget Men. Mad Men existed? Yeah, you did. I did, yeah. Yeah. You <laughs> Even though it, it just finished. Like, we just saw it recently. I know. Actually, it's on the very bottom of my short list in, like, <laughs> Fading Pen that I grabbed, <laughs> like, at the very... And I'm like, oh, my God, I forgot about Mad Men. And then I quickly popped it into the number four slot because it is so good it we just finished watching it so it's pretty fresh in my mind we after we finished watching it we went back and watched the first episode and it was even better like it was well, but we haven't gone through a full rewatch yet i, I, I have think rewatched it the whole thing not with the last season but oh i don't know i didn't know you had gone through yeah I've, I've gone through it um because I usually have TV shows on while I'm editing photos. So yeah. I have a lot of stuff. But I just, again, it, it's it's great depth. It's great human stories. But yet it's um, because it's like period, it feels very removed from my life. So I don't I don't feel like it's as heavy as something like a Six Feet Under. Right. Because um, like you can't, like the issues these people are facing are not usually issues that we could no, or, do, it's or, more could of like or a, have faced. It's more of like a lens into history. Right. And you're, you're watching these people and there are extremely painful moments and there's very frustrating moments and there are very down moments. But overall, I, I found the phenomenon, I guess, of Mad Men to be 
worthy enough of a spot in the top four. Yeah, I I might be with you on that. I have to rewatch it first, though, before I can say for sure. But it it was very good. But again, like, I've only seen it once through, really. And it has spanned the last, what, like, six years? It's been on for a long time. it's been on for a long time. But I mean, like, the whole, all the themes of women's rights and how that evolved. And that just powers me up, man. I just want to, like, you know, punch my fist in the air and just be like, yeah. Well, at the same time, also, it enrages me. You know what I mean? And it just, it's insane how poorly treated women were and people were like and how how different everything was it really does put quite an um what is it anthropological lens Mm -hmm. i guess into into the history there of that part of history and especially you know being from new york living in new york we worked in the city like we have a little bit of a taste of of that culture that they are looking back into at a time that we weren't there uh and our you know our parents were children at that time and that's also cool to think about because i don't know about you but i had my oh yeah no i do know about you because you're my husband like (laughs) our our relatives were the ones that were working in the city yeah and and doing similar jobs i mean not in advertising but um i mean my my grandma would go into the city as a working woman and work for um a uh a patterning company Mm -hmm. i think mccall's i can't think of what it's called anyway I mean, she would go into the city and she had a job in Manhattan during that time. So it was um, it's kind of it's kind of neat to think about it historically in a personal way as well as a universal people way. Yeah. So that's why it's in my top four. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I, I, now I want to rewatch it. Yeah. But first, we, first, we got to watch the widescreen wire. I was at first before. I think so. Yeah. Okay. Well, we already been well we already started watching the first episode. So of, of Mad Men. <laughs> Mad Men. We went back right after the final episode. Again, spoiler dong, but you know it's. <laughs> I'm not going to talk about it. So I guess it was great. Unspoiler dong, but <laughs> if you do watch it, stop stop thinking about spoiler dongs. <laughs> <laughs> That's so bad. I can't. All right. So. Anyway, so, yeah. So what's so now that we've heard about my list and you are kind of envious of my picks a little bit. Yeah, I know because you forgot about like half the things we've watched. Yep. Uh, what's on your list? And then I think we should talk about runner ups at the very end. Yeah. So number one was Wire. No question. The Wire. Number yep. one. Uh, although I do have the note of, you know, season one through four is really the, the star of the show. Season five is weak. Um Season five is in your number five slot. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Push uh, down. <laughs> um, somewhere in the top few, I want Arrested Development. But again, seasons one and two, Rockstar, season three, okay. Season four did not exist. Um, <laughs> is this going to be like your video games where you're like, I have, like I five have number seven. Yeah. And, yeah. They're it's basically like that. And then, and Six Feet Under, I think, should be somewhere around here, too. Probably probably around the same level as Arrested Development. Wow. So I'm surprised that Six Feet Under is on there for you. It was a very good show. I know. And we have a lot of history. We ha- I also have like the memory of us watching it together right. for the first time, which, you know, changes things too. Absolutely. Yeah. Like I, I remember sitting there in Pittsburgh on the cold fall evenings with the windows open. Yep. Yeah. It's great. And, on your uh, hand-me-down couch from your brother-in-law. Uh-huh. Yeah. That was arranged badly until you came over. Oh, amazing. Because I apparently can't arrange furniture in a room. Okay. Focus. List. Um, so then, and Breaking Bad, I think I had down here as well. That should be somewhere in probably, probably in the top 10 at least. Okay. So why Breaking Bad make the list for you? Uh, well, again, I think it's a little early to say, but, uh, I do, 
I do want to re- really consider it for this presence because I do it think ended it was well. It did. It had a good. It was very uh, encompassing, like the whole series. It felt closure. I, I, I couldn't. I, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but real quick, I couldn't put on something like, um, like The Sopranos because I didn't like one of the seasons, and then I also didn't like how it ended. Like it didn't feel yeah. closed to me, so like I couldn't really put it on. But see, The Sopranos, I think. The Sopranos also benefits from what I descri- what I just described as Six Feet Under, which is like at the time it was out, there were no other shows that really like that. The Sopranos is even it's that's that to me when they're like some of the scenes I can't even watch. Yeah, uh, it's so uh, it's crazy. Like there are certain things I can watch and certain things I don't know why, but certain Soprano scenes just rub. They were so angry and violent. Yeah, like it was so so much anger in the violence that I, I couldn't watch it where i feel like a lot of the times violence in the wire a lot of it is kind of circumstantial and it's it's business it's business or it's like the um it's kind of like the the situation that a lot of these people are in in the Mm -hmm. wire and it's almost like they have no choice i mean they definitely have a choice but it's so ingrained in their culture in the wire that that this is how life works that it feels different. And then the violence in, I guess not really violence, but strange deaths in six feet under. That's just some of it's, that's just like random, bizarre, It's just random, bizarre death. It's not really particularly violent. Um, so yeah, I, I, the, I can't do Sopranos. Sopranos. Well, Sopranos, I, I think also like, so I do think a lot of people say best show ever. And I think it really was, it benefited from its newness at the time. And also, I think it had really spotty writing. Like like some of the seasons and episodes were way way better than others. Some of them I thought were were downright stupid. Um I think uh spoiler dong or whatever after <laughs> after Tony got shot, I think there was a long span of really terrible episodes and seasons. There was like two seasons that were just awful, like almost unwatchably bad. Uh characters doing things that were way out of character, things like that. Like it was just like I, I being so sensitive to what i perceive as poor writing uh i i had a hard time with the sopranos and i don't think i would rewatch it just because i i don't think i would get past those points very well well see breaking bad now let's get back to your right pick. so i'm concerned break, about well, this breaking bad has a lot of that angry violence in it too it does that i have a very hard time watching especially like a lot of the scenes with tuco you know like i i can't it, it's very hard for me to watch that and well, Breaking Bad is so, interesting because, like... It's such a strange mix of yeah, well, what break, it is. It's also, like, it's it's kind of... It has a similar problem that Weeds has, which is, like, Breaking Bad is really Weeds just... didn't even make my short list. It, 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 well, it's not good. but <laughs> We watch it anyway, but it's not good. Um, I would also say Dexter is sim- has a similar issue. Ah, oh, Dexter is... Um, uh, Dexter's better than Weeds, but I but love I wouldn't... Dexter, but I like Michael something Hall. What's his middle thing? C? Michael C. Hall? Sure. I think. I don't know. Um, yeah, he's he's a great actor. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I think Dexter ha- has has a, a really big problem with consistency, and also it just gets so repetitive at the oh, end. Oh, the end was so bad. Oh, yeah, the, the last season That's what ruined it for terrible. me. It keeps it off the list because the end was so bad. It, oh. Yeah, and it had a couple of seasons in the middle that were like, were like the whole season was stupid, too. Yeah, um, yeah. But so yeah, Dexter I mean, was very really, How but, many serial killers are there in Miami? Like, why are there so yeah. many serial killers in one small area of the United <laughs> States? The and, moral of the story is don't go to Florida ever. Oh, my 
God, there's so many people <laughs> killing people down there. They're just oh no, just don't even cross the border. Like it's yeah. crazy town. <laughs> just stay away from Florida. That's what I couldn't buy about Dexter. Like yeah, it, well, every just, like, it was like a bad cop show that every episode yeah. they kept ca- the bat they like someone caught the bad guy, and it's fine when the crimes vary, but when it's all serial killers, <laughs> like that just boggles my mind. Yeah. Anyway, so going back for going back to how, how we got here. So I think Weeds and Breaking Bad both had a similar issue of the main plot point was everything just keeps going wrong and getting worse. Like that's like that's the only thing that just keeps happening is everything just keeps getting worse. The, the characters try something and they get themselves into some horrible situation and everything just gets worse because they're horrible. I can't stand when the failure in a tv show like the the big crisis moment is due to miscommunication <laughs> that makes me insane like especially like like or uh, a lack of like in lost like a lack of communication like don't even talk about lost lost is mystery just tell people uh, look we're from this side of the island oh so are we oh these other I people know. are just eating open us. your mouths and talk to each other like the whole right. like just like the big thing in breaking bad when he lost his money to those crazy people because he thought someone was going to spoiler dong because you know, he thought (laughs) someone was coming for them and then he gave someone the coordinates and then they showed up, but the wrong person showed up and then they started shooting. Oh my God. Just talk to each other and say what you're doing. Like that would have solved every, I hate when I can figure out the one line that they needed to say to solve everything that ruins a show for me. Right. And also that like a normal person in that, in that situation would have just said that one line. Yeah, exactly. Like it's, it's not like, it's not like there was this, some unfortunate tragedy where this, 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 you know, would never have happened. No, if you put regular people in the situation, they would have communicated something more and this wouldn't have been a problem. Yeah, the show kind of would have been over if Walter was like, hey, Skylar, I <laughs> might be able to sell some drugs. What do you think about this? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Anyway, so, so yeah, so th- the whole, like, the type of show where everyone just keeps messing themselves up and getting themselves into increasingly horrible situations i think is kind of like a cheap shot and and i i get tired of it easily and so that's but why i couldn't breaking, watch weeds after but a while breaking bad's on your list now it yeah is it, it because is. you couldn't think of anything else to put on your list yeah pretty much i added remember, it last minute you want to see you remember coupling well House but i Cups? have i have one more on my list that we haven't talked about yet okay and that's Ooh. what i've been saving as my finale even though <gasps> it's not my number one is it a surprise special guest it is freaks and geeks nice Freaks and Geeks, I would put somewhere in the top three, That's probably, on my no, short probably list. at number three. Uh, I it is such a good show, and and I don't parts th- of it are very painful for you. You've always yeah, said whenever we watch it, they are yeah, because you know I've always been a geek, and I, and I had uh, you know a similarly hard time in school as a lot of those as a lot of those geek kids in that in that in that show, and uh, I had a really hard time with with a lot of that stuff, and so it, it is very painful to watch at times, but. They manage like the show. Like I've heard, I've read interviews here and there, and you know from some of the writers and cast and everything. And like the show was written mostly from real stories that actually happened to the writers and cast members, like as they were growing up as geeks. And the show was made by geeks for geeks. It wasn't. It like you know now that now that there's money to be made in the geek label. (laughs) <laughs> because now geek code encompasses lots of very lucrative things now it's like geek has been invaded by like people who just want to capitalize on it who don't really understand it and who kind of like portray it almost like a parody like kind of steve urkel style geeky but freaks and geeks was made by people who who you could tell they were genuine you could tell they actually 
it, you, you could tell it was painful for them too because they went through challenges like this when they were in school when they were young uh and and so and, and that comes through you can really feel it uh as as a geek like it comes through as genuine i also like how a lot of the the people who well, the people who play the geeks in this in the series they are the right age yeah for who they're playing yeah they're all like you know 16 and they yeah. well they're you know i think james franco and a couple of the other people who were playing the freaks were a little bit older yeah i think they were older uh, but like but, but like the geeks the, you know, like like this like sam weir and his friends like i think they were all pretty they were they were all very young and they looked like high school students were supposed yeah. to look they don't look like the freak mutated high school yeah. students uh they weren't all 35 other series <laughs> yeah where like it's more of the high school of the cool kids that you're following exactly. where th- this was totally different i love freaks and geeks i thought it was fantastic too yeah and and it, it was all you know it was only on for what two seasons it was really short uh it was canceled was it two or three we have th- it in the I closet two anyway regardless like it, there, there aren't that many episodes of it i think there's only like 20 episodes it, it, there's it's a very short show and they were short episodes there was even some um, mix-up on some of the episodes right it wasn't like one missing yeah, like, like, well it, i think they aired them out of order like after after it had been decided that it was going to be canceled they like aired them in a weird order but you know with now with the internet i think you can get them in the right order but anyway it, it never had a chance to get bad because there weren't that many episodes uh and and so i i really hold that very highly that even though like if you if you would like if there was some article on buzzfeed or something that was like top you know top five shows ever made like i don't think it would ever get that kind of recognition but it does for me because similar to like what your feelings about the office of it being and i think and i would put the office in this list too i think i'd put it above breaking bad um but it's similar to your feelings about the office like i just feel good watching freaking geeks and it, it, it there was never a point in it where i was like oh this is so dumb or the characters would never have done this like th- there was never one of those big writing flaws it never felt like too like too much or too outrageous or too patronizing or anything like that it it just is a very good show and i think it it portrays uh you know growing up it, it portrays high school and 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 that awkward stage and and being a geek it, it portrays those things in in a very fair way in a way that really feels true and i've i don't think i've ever seen another show that really nailed it the way they did in that way i uh i agree with you i think it's a fantastic series but the reason it didn't make my list just you know it was because it didn't feel completely rounded out and finished as a series it left me wanting a little bit more but like you said it didn't have a chance to get bad which is a definite plus but at the same time the way the the end a couple of the episodes being a little strange and disjointed uh towards the end and not i just didn't feel like it was really finished like i needed to a little bit more about these people to round it out and make it be like i just watched a series like a lot for me a really good tv series feels like an extremely long movie where it needs the the ups and downs of each episode but each episode needs to connect to each other and then form this whole arced story that kind of gets tied up in a nice little bundle of of this is this is how it ends and series that didn't end well or were left open i couldn't put them on my list and in addition to series that i haven't seen the end of like something like house of cards which we love right I couldn't really put that on my list or uh, The Walking Dead or um, which, oh my God, that gives me so much anxiety. <laughs> that show. Well, I also, I have a problem 
Well, orange is the new black. Like, it's not done yet. So I can't judge it. But I love it. I have a problem highly ranking shows where I end up hating everyone in them by the end. And so I would definitely have Breaking Bad as as one as that's one of its downsides. I would also put Six Feet Under on that list. Where but they're in your top, you just said. They're near the top. Are they getting knocked down now because you're thinking of some other things? Well, no, yeah, they, I, yeah, they're near the top. But uh, but like like Six Feet Under by the end, you hate Nate, you hate Brenda, you. I mean, who else is in it? I mean, you know, like you, you know, just hate them all. You don't really care about like you know Claire and Ruth. And well, they're it fine, is about but, like, Claire pretty much the whole end is about claire yeah the whole end is about her but no but yeah like you're gonna need to put a serious dong in the front of this show to say that we're gonna be <laughs> talking about all these shows and then you're gonna be spoiled yeah <laughs> well so you know six feet under it, it had that problem where at the end you just hate all the main characters breaking bad i think had the exact same problem where like you just you hate walt you hate jesse like hate skyler you hate skyler like you just hate all those people by the end uh, and I, I don't. But you love Saul. That's true. Like I, I don't feel great about those shows as much as I do with the shows that kind of make you love everybody. And like The Wire, I think is is excellent at this kind of balance because The Wire, you know, it has like ostensibly good guys and bad guys. But as you said earlier, like with the violence, The Wire, it, it writes things and depicts things such that it kind of shows that everyone's basically doing what is plausibly sensible to them given the situation they're in. Yeah, everyone feels justified in their actions. So you don't right. end up hating anybody and you feel horrible that they have to do the stuff that they have to do. Exactly. Like, and like it's everything... both sides. It's the cops. Exactly. It's, the, it, it's the drug dealers. It's the people who are in the wake of the drug dealer. Like every everybody, you they're victims of their circumstances. And it's they're very... They're not tragic. I mean, they, it is tragic, but... You want them to succeed and you want them to be better. Yeah. And and that's and I feel like like you just said, it some of the other shows, you just don't feel like they have much hope of succeeding because they've proven over and over again that they are incapable of changing and being better. Right, because the other shows all they can like all the writers can ever do is just make everything worse. Well, it's because most of the people that they're writing are all like whiny people. I also want to mention, like, on an upside, Parks and Rec. I love Parks and Rec, but I didn't see the last season yet, so can't. Spoiler dong. I didn't see the last season. No dong. Right, I'm I'm saying it for everyone else so they don't dong. uh, I don't know. Don't dong us. Yeah, don't dong us. If you have a podcast about TV shows, we won't listen to it until we watch it. Right. The I, fun, I mean, the funny thing is, like, part, I don't know what, I was like talking about. what what the heck are they going to do? Like, what what could really be spoiled in Parks and Rec that would really ruin like the last season for us? It doesn't. It's not that kind of well, show. The problem is, it already felt like it finished with yeah. the most recent one that we watched, the one before the last season. It felt like it was done because they went ahead in the future and they showed like mm-hmm. Leslie doing her, in her thing in her like, in the Central Park office or whatever, like the the statewide park office. Yeah, yeah, that she made and like the upstairs. But so that felt finished to me. Yeah, and so I haven't been like aching to get my hands on the last season because I kind of felt like it ended. Yeah, like it, seeing that. If I didn't know there was a next season, I would have assumed that was the end of the series. Yeah, so I'm a little scared. Yeah, me too. It could, could because go, it could go I down. love me some Ron Swanson. <laughs> well, but again. I think Ron Swanson has been a victim of bad writing over time. That yeah, he, he has some spots that are bad. Like he he turned stupid, in, like in the last couple seasons that we saw. Like he he actually like he just became kind of a clown and kind of an idiot rather than like the like you know eccentric 
you know, hard ass that he was in the earlier ones. Like he, he just became an idiot. Well, that's what makes the Michael Scott character so fantastic, I think, because in general, he's written as an idiot. But then you see him being really good at his job in certain episodes. And you're like, that makes sense why he has this job now. Yeah. Well, because even though he acts like a fool in between, he really can get his job done being that it's a documentary about an office and working and and you see him being a competent person and it makes him just so much doubt i love it anyway yeah well and, and i think that's one thing that the u.s office did way better than the british office and granted the british office only had like two seasons 12 episodes yeah it, it was barely yeah plus the christmas special thing it was it, it had almost no time relative to like the amount of time that the u.s office had to devote to anything have you watched the uh, uk office um after watching the american office recently hmm, not recently <laughs> i tried putting it on because it's on netflix it is hard to watch yeah it well, is not it was amazing when we first saw it before the american yeah. office came out remember how bad we thought the american office was because it was trying to be the british office which we loved yeah well c- it, the first few episodes the american office was bad because it was trying to be the british one yeah but uh, you know the british one never developed the um the depth the David of character. Brent character it never developed that the way the michael scott character did of like you just like at the end you just hated the boss you just hated david brent you never like it never developed him into it, it developed him into a jerk whereas it, the u.s office developed michael scott into a lovable idiot which is and and not and not like an, an idiot in like a charming way like in, in like a kind he of like a, a fool he was he was a he, yeah a he fool. was like a court jester but at the same time he, but in the a charming court jester way. it can ha- has to kind of be a little bit smart too yeah he it was it was always like michael scott was was charming and and he was lovable and david and brent had, was just obnoxious in, they, yeah david brent was obnoxious but they didn't build any character depth into david brent we knew a lot right. about michael scott's character and his history and his childhood and his relationships yeah. like we knew a lot about him throughout the series of the office that we never got from the the british office yeah and and you know the british office yeah i mean yes it was very short but i think i think it had to be that short because they basically did what they could do like like they i think they had exhausted most of the value out of the relatively shallow characters that they that they had created all right marco so what is your real list we are all very confused. Yeah, so am I. So I no, number one, the wire. Uh, number two, maybe between between Arrested Development, Freaks and Geeks, and The Office. So that's my top four, but I'm not entirely sure of the order. <laughs> all right. And six feet under is and Breaking Bad are kind of like down, like in like the five through ten range. Somewhere, I love that, like. 10 minutes ago breaking bad was like your number two it was it, no it was my number five it's right here oh okay <laughs> one di- one of these one of these times we're gonna get you to have like a real list i it will never happen that'll, that'll be like the thing with the show is i will never actually have a solid top four list prepared in advance we'll see you'll have to pick the topic next time i have a whole list of possible topics my idea is to spring them on scared. you without any warning. Like we'll just do it one night. And be like, all right, now we're talking about you know. Hey, I gave you plenty of warning from this. Like, I, I put it on the eighties cars. I wouldn't <laughs> even. What the hell? I couldn't even name an eighties car besides being like, yeah, the Ford something from the eighties, or the Mustang from the eighties, or the Corvette <laughs> from the eighties. 
<laughs> All right. Well, thanks a lot to our sponsors this week, Law & Order SVU and Ice Cream. And we will see you next recording interval. Was that, that was really lame, wasn't it? That was so lame. I'm sorry. Do you want me to sing again? <laughs> do, 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 do. Dick Wolf. <laughs>